When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How many days are you gonna wait before you tired and knocked down? How many days is it gonna take to decide to walk away now? Everybody and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rehab Podcast. We're here today to talk about 90 Day Fiance's The Other Way, Season 5, Episode 11. And uh, it's been a fun journey. It's been a fun journey. And I'm looking forward to discussing some more of this mess with you all in my gaming room that is this podcast. I'm, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Priya Zanvakili, ready to talk about things. And with me is someone who you would have already probably heard of this week. If you've listened to before the 90 day first, and that is Jason Reed. Jason, how are you doing? Puya, are you are, are you podcasting right now from the from the podcast from the computer that you podcast up, you know, on a lot? Like yeah, you it's so comfortable. Many, you have so many podcasts. I, I feel like I, I feel like you maybe need to throw that computer out and maybe get a new one if you're gonna podcast with like with me. Like this is our second time podcasting this week. And you know, I, I feel like I would be just more comfortable if you got a new computer to podcast with me about this. But it's but it's nice. It's comfortable. I like it here. I mean, look at it. You want me to? You want me to change my voice too? <laughs> look at this. It. It's dingy. It's chipped. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think it's time to get a new one. You've done so many podcasts. You talked to so many people on that computer. I think if you want a podcast with me again, it's gonna have to be something special. You have to buy something new. It's not enough just to change like the outside of the computer. You need to get a whole new computer. Well. Uh, before I redo my entire life to fit this uh, narrative where once again you're placing me in the Sarpa role um, <laughs> let's talk about it Jason mm-hmm. let's talk about these these couples here's what I will say on one hand I want to blame Julio for us having Shekinah and Sarpa on the show because Julio's ass is the reason why they are put on the show otherwise if him and Kirsten were still a thing we'd have more of a storyline with them and we'd have never had to meet these two but instead i'm gonna thank julio because shikana and sarper are the drama you need on the show they are so delusional this is such a cannon fodder of a relationship and i'm very excited to talk about it yeah i listen i'm enjoying shikana and sarper i way more than i ever did julio and uh kirsten so yeah thank you julio and kirsten for being nothing burgers and forcing the show to get another couple on here i i just kind of enjoy the i don't know the 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 two brain cells that these two people share between them and basically the fight for it every every second they talk yeah this is absolutely the best case scenario i'm very happy to have had to have these two on because genuinely the minute you just read the bio for this couple you're like yeah you shouldn't work so naturally that's going to be good Hon- for tv honestly 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 i think these two crazy kids could work i'm about it 
what are you like devil's cupid why would no. you wish that upon anybody they, they seem so similar like they are all about you know the outside they're all about the looks i just i just think they're they're kind of two peas in a pod in my mind i i think they could go the long haul i think well, from your lips to the universe, we'll see hey. if that pans out. Let's break it down. Let's break down Let's what do we it. saw and see if there's any truth to what you might be uh, saying out here. Okay, so this is the meetup episode. This is when Shekinah's finally going to arrive to Turkey and Sarper is getting ready to pick her up at the airport. He's like, you know, I used to have been with 2,500 women because, of course, you might have forgotten that if you were not paying <laughs> attention. It isn't the only thing he talks about, but yeah. You, uh, you know, I was with 2,500 girls and sometimes two to three per day. And, you know, new me, old me would laugh. Last year's me would laugh at this me. And uh, (laughs) imagine. This this guy, he's, he's, you know, uh, what's his Instagram handle? Uh, What is it? What was it? The rejected bad boy? No, the retired bad boy. The retired retired bad bad boy. boy. So he's like, I mean, he's he's changed his whole image. He's changed his whole life for this woman. This is the first time he's ever bought flowers for a woman. He's ready to put to put the Playboy card um, behind him. So I mean, listen, you, you got to give him some credit for that. Of course, he's like, this is kind of douchebag guy, but you got to give him some credit for 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 finding the one in his mind. Do I do I gotta give him credit? I mean, do listen. I? You can't you can't deny that the schmoopiness when they first met up was so was so sweet, right? Like they she jumps in his arms. I mean, they can only talk about how each other looks when they first meet up. Like, oh, you look so good. No, you look so good. I feel like that's probably the majority of their conversations, like every single day that we got to see there in person. But I, you know, I, I kind of dug it. Hey. Uh... You really don't want to beat these allegations of being fans of the toxic couples this year, huh? I mean, but what what what, what have you seen that you don't like from them? Like, what what have you seen? Oh, I, it hasn't come up yet, but I definitely have feelings about the scenes upcoming. Um, <laughs> that being said, yes, the embrace is always sweet. It did, did find me two people that look like awful, like awful human beings at an airport. An airport is one of those places where you're guaranteed to shed tears, either of joy or of sadness, and Really, I don't want to bother anybody in an airport or talk smack about anybody in an airport because there's a lot of emotions at an airport. I mean, yeah. Listen, are these, is he going to like show a chauvinistic, like, uh, douchebag side of himself to her? I am almost 100% certain, but we haven't seen it yet. So I'm living in the positiveness of their relationship so far until they get to his place. Ah, yes. The uh, delusion, delusion yeah. land. And even, yes. and even then, it wasn't. It wasn't all bad for him for him i'll say <laughs> yeah so so what's funny to me is that um on the plane ride she kind of has a confessional where she says i'm well aware i don't have everyone's support on this relationship with sarper and i thought is it everyone or uh, anybody you have no one you have no on support this. you're you're riding jason derulo on this you're riding absolutely solo on this <laughs> so Bit, you know, she gets embraced. It's so good to be in his big, strong arms. Oh my God, you look so handsome. They swap a kiss. Everything looks cool, whatever. Um, then she tells us in confession, yeah, this is Sarper's first real relationship. And we've not really talked about real issues. So I'm very excited to tackle all of those things. 
And this is when I knew we were going to be in for a good time, Jason, because the fact that she both knows it's his first rela- relationship and they've not really talked about real issues until she moved, you know there's going to be drama coming. I mean, why why look when you can just leap first, right? That's that's like the that is like the motto of these nine day people. I'm just gonna leap before I look and just hope and pray that it all turns out well. I'm not gonna bring up any any like because why harsh the, the mood, right? We're we're in like this euphoric kind of pre-serious relationship. Why harsh the mood? I'll just wait until I get there, until we're really serious, and then find out everything about them that probably I don't like. Yeah, that, that's how you got to do it. You know, you never want to know what food, like what you are ordering. You kind of just want to get surprised. I guess that's what everyone does, right? Yeah, no man, one if, does a lot of research before doing something. Yeah, if they're having a conversation and it starts to turn serious, they're like, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to have this conversation until after we're married, okay? Save that for after we say the I do's. Let's not get too serious here. Choices. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they arrive at the apartment. And she immediately says, this looks like a, like a bit of a bachelor pad. And then she says, you know, I have been in his apartment before, but I wasn't really focused on the apartment. I was focused on him. Now I'm looking at it through a different lens. And she already brings up potentially wanting to change some stuff. And he's like, like, what is it? Well, furniture, decoration. And I thought, well, yeah, this is, you know, par for the course. Anytime you move in with, with a significant other, you gotta expect to have changes get made. So this isn't surprising to anybody. But what's I mean, surprising? Yeah, go ahead. Listen, considering what we've seen of Sarper so far, I, I was pleasantly surprised in his apartment. I almost expected it was when we come into the apartment to hit him. Are you like, his lawyer? No, I'm just saying, like, from what we've gotten from before, I almost expected us to come in and there'd be like framed pictures of him all over the place, you know, <laughs> undressed. Like, he just got pictures of himself, like, and his many conquests all over the place. I actually thought it was nice and toned down for what I expected. For you know, for him to be to be. Well, it did seem okay. So I'll tell you this: bachelor pad, sure, but the living space, the kitchen, it looked fine to me. I wasn't yeah. like anything, anything surprising or anything like that. Then she, they walk into this room, and he's like, "Yeah, this is my PlayStation room." And I swear, he might as well have said, "This is the sewage room." And there's just feces laying all about because she was disgusted at the idea that this man has a PlayStation room. He might as well have been like, and this is my comic book room. These are all my pocket protectors. She's like, oh, my God, he's a gamer. (sighs) Like she basically shuddered. And, you know, really, I felt like I kind of got a drive by at that moment. She's like, what kind of like man outside of his 20s? plays video games i was like oh okay how jeez come on yeah i i I really did not like this uh, reaction from her because it was kind of first of all she's looking down at it like oh yeah only people who are in their if you're in your mid-20s you just moved out of your parents house sure but then otherwise no that shouldn't be a thing and i thought why 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 is someone having playing some games in their free time any different than someone having a drink after a long day or someone you know binging a tv show after a long day why is it any different just because there's a controller come on she probably doesn't watch tv either she only goes to the gym that's her that's her only uh mode of entertainment i, I don't know what her issue is but my my question is okay we we have found out that sarper is a gamer okay 
what games does Sarper play? I am FIFA. so curious. FIFA? 100% okay. he's playing FIFA. I was like, God of War seems like up his alley. Like, just, <laughs> like big brutish guy just slashing things all day. And, you know, I was like, you know, this might explain something. What if he's like playing The Sims, right? <laughs> and his Sims character is like, you know, he counts those as conquests. Yeah, that's gotta be it, right? <laughs> gotta be. That's the only way that you can get to that number. He's like, I have betted 2,500 women, asterisk, uh, real plus Sims life. Maybe. Maybe he did the 100 baby challenge or something. I don't yeah, know. I mean, that, that would explain a lot. Yeah, because uh, first of all, I had a problem with her looking down upon playing video games. However, this man with chess said, this is my PlayStation room, and it was the dustiest room of all time. So dusty. Like, bro, you're you're having cameras coming here. You don't want to like, you don't want to hit that with a Swiffer real quick. Uh, but no, he he don't care. I mean, she said it was a bachelor pad, and it kind of was, because I mean, listen, I see, you know, there have been some bachelor pads before, and they're they're pretty that they're that dusty. Bachelors don't clean a lot, okay? Um, but yeah, that was very dusty. It's like, oh, you gotta you gotta hit that with something, my guy, because that's that's not a good look for you. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that is pretty much where the bachelor pad starts forming because gaming room, sure, it's dusty AF. That's not good. Bad sign of maintenance, which is not great. Um, also, she was like, yeah, this is making me realize I don't know a lot of stuff about him. I just found out he's a closeted gamer. I was like, he isn't a closeted gamer. You just didn't know. It's not like he hid this room from anybody. It's not like he doesn't admit that he plays games. You've never, you didn't get to know. You've been in his apartment and you didn't know this room existed. And she, she said it with a disdain of like, he's a serial killer. I can't believe I've been dating someone that plays video games. I can't, what will my friends think? What will my family think if they know that I'm with someone that, that turned, that has a PlayStation 4? Not even a PlayStation That's 5. That's the other thing. It's like he, said he plays video games he's clearly not as involved if the the surroundings of the playstation are super dusty and it's the ps4 like he's not really like uh, on listen, top of video games listen, like that let's not let's let, let's not slander the ps4 okay some it of sounds like some, someone doesn't some have a ps5 people, some people out there okay um don't play enough to get a playstation 5 and don't feel right. like you need to make the investment to to buy the playstation 5 now some other people might be preparing to buy playstation 5 because sony has made the bad move of making a spider-man 2 game only playstation 5 but that's some people i don't know who they're talking about but let's not slander people that only have a playstation 4 okay no, i'm not slandering okay. Okay. Do not, no, some no. people are living the PlayStation Four life. Some people, I don't know who they are, but some people. Hey, people not named Asia Wealth. Okay, yes, oh, you know Asia Wealth has probably like five PlayStation Fives. Okay, send us around Asia. We're yeah. your friends. We're peers. I'm, a, I'm her podcast partner. She can't even send me a PS Five. Come on. No, what you did? you get a photo like of I, a PS Five. Yeah, not like I haven't asked. Right? <laughs> can, you, can, can you hook me up with a PS Five? No, I can't do that. Come on now. Come on. Christmas is but three months away, Asia. Hmm, yeah, you know? Just saying. Yeah. No, I'm not shaming old console havers because for me, I have not bought a console since the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. However, what I'm what I mean by that is that, and I still play video games, but and um, I mostly do it on my PC now. But if I was a console gamer and you walked into a room 
that I play games at and it's di- dusty, dingy, and it's not the newest console, I'm not playing games that often. Which well, I think her argument is that you shouldn't have free time to play a game. You should play with with your girlfriend. I was like, but my girlfriend's like in America. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with him. Like, would you rather me play something with something else? I mean, I can either play the PlayStation 4 or <laughs> up my body count. Which one would you like? Because you all the way in America. But I do like I, I am with you. If you're going to say if you're going to walk into a room and say, this is my gaming room. The, the setup needs to be immaculate. Like you cannot say that you have a gaming room and leave it that dirty. Well, okay. So we'll get there because here's the thing I'll say about Sarper before we go into the continuing the house tour is that Sarper is a pretty attractive man. Okay. He's got like, I know we compared him to that cartoon character the other week, <laughs> but physically the man got physique. Okay. I'm not even going to like lie. He's got physique yeah, sure. and he looks like he takes care of himself real nice. So I'm like, okay, he's well, I mean, he also cool. he also looks like a wax figure, but fine, sure. Yeah, I mean, he's going to the gym. He's what? like, the body is the temple. He's taking care of the temple. Whatever However, floats your boat, Puya. Whatever floats your boat. Listen, I'm not the one being his attorney saying he's actually really nice. So that's I, ne- I never said that. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, oh. I said he wasn't like terrible. Like, I mean, listen, we've seen way worse people before. That is not incorrect. Um. So okay, let's continue the housework because while he does take care of himself. He does not take care of this house because we go to the bedroom. And first of all, he had clearly not cleared the bed, which the bed looked like it was made question mark. But there was like a whole binder on the bed and like stuff that he just quickly ran off to like remove. Now, you talked about him having photos of like previous people he's been with the way this man sped up to that binder to knock it off the bed. I'm willing to bet you that yeah. that is that is the book with all the documents. You know, I didn't think to to pause this and like see what was on the bed, but he he ran over there with the quickness. Like he was definitely hiding something. He's like, oh shit, I forgot I put that stuff there. Sketchy. I don't. And I'm like, you had nothing else to do today but pick her up. How did you not clear this? But whatever. Anyway, it's fine. Did he did did he buy this like comforter with with like her in mind? I'm like, like what room did I walk into? Like why is this this like pink strawberry shortcake like comforter on your on your bed? Hey, maybe the Barbie frenzy has gotten him too. I mean, he is a Ken. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll find out in a second because Jason, the horror for me was when she first of all she says oh my god this is the old bed and i thought what we find out that last month is when sarper told shekinah hey i've been with 2500 women and she said okay just change the bed before i get there i don't think that's a wild request at that point once you find something like that out not only did he not do that but he also mounted a full defense when she brings it up here again and he's like what? But that bed's so com- the bed's so comfortable. I sleep well in it. It's great. Yeah, it's a little old, but it's fine. And she's like, "No, I need a fresh bed. This I don't want to know what you've done on this bed to have it look like this." And they were zooming in, Jason. There's parts of this headboard that just don't exist anymore. Like what? Like what? What went on here? Like how, I, do I? Even, I you know what? I don't even want to know why. Why and how the headboard got that scratched up and that like you know rotted. I don't want to know like what bits what, off. It's like a foam yeah. foam headboard, it's like a material headboard, not just like wood or anything. And there's bits of material that are just off of this that don't exist. It looks like someone took a bite out of it, but a yeah, huge I bite. I don't want to know what acts have taken place here to, to cause these things to happen. But I will say uh, per big, big, big production fail for no one bringing a black light 
and just be like, and just, just looking to see. What? You can't say, I don't want to know what's happened on this bed and say, why didn't you bring a black light, Jason? Which is it? Make your decision. I, I think it's a, I just think it's a fail of the show. I think, I think whenever you come to someone's house that is proclaimed, you know, big sex person, that's, that's what you have to do. What, remember like the, you know, early 2000s, every show used to do that. They would bring on the black light, turn on, <laughs> click off the lights. And it was just these like, you know, it, it, it would light up the room basically. Yeah, the wild, wild west of TV age, the, yes. the 2000s. Of course they did wacky stuff like that. Yes, I th- we should have done that for Sarper. And I mean, listen, I, I I can do that and not want to know about the acts that have happened there, but just to, <laughs> just, just to see, just to see. I feel like to me, it feels like this was a situation where um, Shekinah should have potentially had the investment made in the uh, black light to bring. Yeah, that's here. what I'm saying. Like, I want to see how well you cleaned up. Uh, before I got here, turn off the light, turn that baby on, and just it's, it's like glow in the dark in there. We're talking every corner of this house should be inspected. But yeah, uh, this bed looked bad. So Shekinah says, I'm not sleeping on this bed. Make the couch for me. I'm asleep there until you get a bed replaced. And she's very much celebrating the fact that now that I'm with him in person, he'll know that I'm not kidding when I say I want something done. And I thought, she kind of he should have known this before you moved here. Like this isn't oh, something yeah. that you just because like if you've not tried this before, how do you know it's even gonna work? I, I was waiting for Sarper to be like, well, I mean, if you don't like what's happening on the bed, I don't think the couch could get any better. But I'm not. That's the other thing. <laughs> but you, but I'm not gonna tell you that. So you, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to sleep on the floor. But you know, I, I feel like nowhere is safe in that apartment for her to sleep on. If, if no. that's the issue. So he makes her the couch and then she goes to lay in it and he's like, wait, are you serious? And I thought, why did she's she asked you to make the bed? What made you think she's not serious? And then in full outrage, he's like, oh, so you want me to change the bed? What do you want me to ch- because of the women? You want me to change my penis as well? And I thought, now that's a zinger right there. <laughs> Good one. That was a good one. But listen, he then, you know, proceeds to get like in the on the couch with her. I was like, okay, this guy is not the worst he's seen because a lot of other people would have been like through a hissy fit and they would have slept separately that night. But he was like, all right, move over, We're both get on the couch. If this was TJ and Kimberly, he would have left the premises. Like he would have he would have <laughs> moved somewhere else. But th- you know, he was like, ah, oh, fine. Like you know, move over or both sleep on the couch. I thought it was a really like sweet, like fun moment for them. Although I will say there was moments of it where I felt like when he was like, step aside, step. I was like, he like, you can calm the tone a little bit. I mean, he's an alpha bro. What do you, what do you expect? I think, I think that's going to be the biggest the issue retired bad boy, the retired bad boy. <laughs> yeah. So then that happens and they, sh- they get on the couch together. And then that's all we saw from them. And the next time on, I think they're on a boat. And Shekinah says, you know, I've been here. My friends have been telling me about like, you'll see the red flags with him. And right now, Sarper just looks like a giant red flag. And then they pan to him in what's clearly a big red, like maybe a blanket over him or something or like a robe. Yeah. I mean, listen, and what is what he's he's like, listen, I told you how many women I've been with. Like, what what did you expect? Like, yeah, Shekinah, why did you come over here and complain about this? It's not like he dropped this on you as a surprise. He told you this ahead of time. So now, mm-hmm. now you're here and you have problems with it. Like, uh, you know, 
I don't know what that, what that says about her. Yeah, I, it's just, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by the fact that Shekinah didn't see any of these signs despite her entire family, her daughter, her sister, every, and her friends, everyone's like, don't do this. And she's like, no, 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 I know better. And now she's here. She's like, wait, I'm starting to see them. And to me, it's like, you talk to him and know him the most. The fact that people who do not talk to him and heard about him anecdotally realize this and you didn't should be everything you need to know. Yeah, they just show you how blind you were. And now you've taken the blinders off. You're like, oh, crap, this is actually kind of bad. Yeah, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what this argument is about and what he does, because like I said, I, I haven't seen him yet do anything that's too villainous other than sleep with a lot of women. So he claims. Yeah. So then, she was like, in the, what is it in the preview? She was like, I don't know anybody. This had like, that's like with like half that many people. Yeah. No one does. Shekinah. <laughs> no one does. It's <laughs> like, I, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's improbable. We tried to do the math and my mind exploded the other day. Yeah. This is a lot. The 2,500 at two to three a day, even like that is a lot of days. That's like Man. over almost two years worth of days. Even he's got to be, got to be exaggerating. Right. Gotta yeah, be. surely. Yeah, has to. I, I just don't know why he would come on here and do that. I feel like at what point does one lose count? Because it certainly <laughs> isn't I've kept counting up to 2.5k. He, he unknowingly inflated his own numbers? Probably. <laughs> why is this a round number, right? It's always 2,500. Why isn't it like 2,459? Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's talk about the next couple here. After we take a break, we're going to talk about um, Brandon and Mary. All right. So the next three couples we're going to talk about, we really got very little from. But that's fine because with Brandon and Mary, we got a bit of a bombshell here. So, Jason, now we find out we've time jumped a little bit for sure here. Brandon has been living here with Mary in the Philippines for about three and a half months. And important note, Mary's grandfather is currently in Manila. He's been working in Manila, which is a di different to where they're staying at the moment. So they've had some privacy, which at first glance, you might think, oh, that's awesome. They get the cuddle and like whatever. Yeah, they did a little bit more than cuddling. <laughs> when, the, when the low lows away, the mice will play. Oh, yeah. Because Mary walks out of the bathroom with a pregnancy test and she's putting it next to another pregnancy test that she had taken earlier. I was like, oh, that's the old one. This is the new one. Yeah, they're both positive, aren't they? Yep. Yep. They're both positive. Mary two, is pregnant with child. These two freaking dumb dumbs. Like, oh, my God. OK, first of all, what do you think happened? Do you think the production crew stayed there with them when Brandon got there? And they did nothing but like sit around their house all day and do nothing. And production crew was like, nothing interesting is going to happen here. We might as well take off. <laughs> they went back to America. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're pregnant. All right. We're on our way back. We're on our way back to come film you. Like, because it's been it's been a, quite a time. Ago. It's been like probably about uh, how long ago was that? Like when we saw them like talking about money. It was like a couple of weeks since they've been there. So it's been about three months since we have checked in with them. Brandon's got a spiffy haircut. Um, and the question is never answered that we got left off with last time we saw them. What what are y'all doing for money? Like we never get into that in this whole episode. 
No, which I was waiting for because that was the big cliffhanger we got left with last time where mm-hmm. Brandon suggested they borrow money from her grandfather and she was like, absolutely not. But then they had no other plans They that we had been told that they could maybe afford the bills for next month. It's yeah. been three months. His They're grandpa like his grandpa like, well, I guess I'll go work him. Oh God, is that why he's gone? Oh, yeah. God. Are they just like, well, grab well, Lolo, we can't figure out what to do. And Lolo's like, all right, I guess I, I guess I'll go work in Manila to make us some money. <laughs> like, cause these two dum-dums just cannot, cannot figure anything out. And, and the way this kind of just goes downhill for the rest of this episode, I'm just like, oh my God, you, you two are just like, neither one of them belongs in a relationship, should be in a relationship right now until they do a lot of work on themselves. Well, that's the thing is that. I feel like they have so many things they need to work on. And then she's pregnant. And we hear that. Um, first of all, Brandon looks worried. He, she keeps <laughs> saying like, why are you not? Re-? He's like, I'm just processing. I'm just processing. And I'm like, Oh no, you look worried. And then he says that. Yeah, we, we figured we would try, but I thought it would take longer. I was like, do you not know how babies get made? Bro, you just, you just got here. You, and you already want to put a baby in the mix. And he sa- he says the words that, you know, drama TV shows and movies put into their scripts, right? He's like, you know, I really thought a baby would make our relationship stronger. Huh? What? Come on. Like, <laughs> oh, come on. And then, yeah, like, he goes, yeah, you know, I thought it would take longer. I didn't think you'd get pregnant on the first try. That sounds like some, like some dumb crap he would say. Like, I just don't understand how they they truly thought having a baby would make them a better couple when they're still not. I mean, we haven't seen any any sign of it yet, but they just got over the insecurity conversation like two episodes ago. And I'm sure they haven't even gotten over it for real. No, they, that's what I'm saying. It hasn't been tested. Yeah, they talked about possibly getting over it in the future last time we saw them. And now I'm sure it has not been cleared up in three months. No. I haven't seen any sign of it either. No, it, so. it's, it's it's such a worrisome issue for them. And she's like, you know, oh, I had baby fever. Yeah, you had baby fever. That usually that usually comes like quite a ways down the line, not three months after you moved in with your living boyfriend. And I'm just like, I, I, the, the decisions these people make are just really terrible and really wrong. I just I I can't I'm I'm in disbelief uh, yeah. because also let's not forget that the whole thing with her family was that they wanted them to ask for blessing for hugging for kissing for being for sleeping in the same room. Um, she was asked specifically not to have premarital sex and wait until marriage. And Lolo's gone. This all happens. Now he's gonna come back and they're gonna have to break it to him that like. Yeah, so uh about that premarital stuff. You know what? You know what I bet is gonna happen? I bet they're gonna be like, all right, well, here's the plan. We're gonna get married like next week. <laughs> and then, you know, we're gonna we're gonna cheat the we're gonna cheat the conception date a little bit, pretend like we did it like the day after we got married. Well, that would be their only move if they plan on not sharing. Yeah. Right. If they plan on not saying what exactly happened or the accuracy of the dates or anything, they would have to do that. I mean, I hope now, they're right in, in Manila. Yeah. So we'll see. Up. <laughs> so we'll see if that's truly the way they end up going with this because yikes, a uh, big, big yikes here uh, with the two of them. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I, re- I was really confident before, 
But now that it's happened, I'm wondering where that confidence come from. We were all wondering that, Brandon. <laughs> like, why would you have confidence about anything in your situation? You seemingly have no means of income, and you've decided to add another human into the mix. Like, what? what is wrong with you? Seriously, what are you doing? Why are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, they're not even on the next time on, so we won't know. <laughs> and I mean, listen, the, the scuttlebutt uh, around the 90 day fiance streets is that they were, they've been pretty much fired, you know, from TLC for future seasons. Oh, for, for breaking their NDAs. And oh, you know, did they reveal like what happens in the, like, have yeah, they revealed they re- some of these things that we might be seeing play out on the show right now? Yeah, they revealed online earlier that they w- were pregnant. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's probably why they got that visibility. What's the opposite of spike? Uh, drop. Visibility <laughs> like, drop. Like they, you know, I'm sure we'll finish their their story out here, but I don't think we're ever seeing Brandon and Mary again. That's fine. I'll be fine. I feel like now that we have Shekinah and Sarper, I'm good with it. <laughs> with all is right in the world. Let's get a spinoff of Shekinah and Sarper in here. At this point, might as well, because the next couple we're going to talk about here is Danielle and Johan, and quite frankly, I I do not care. <laughs> I really real, do not care. Yeah, this is a real nothing burger. This is like you know, and it, it's really it's really also kind of sad because basically Danielle is keeping Johan hostage in his country. <laughs> like she's not going to allow him to go anywhere else it, just, except for a visit. But he's stuck here because she wants to be here in Dominican Republic. Yeah. So that's really what it was. We got one scene they go to the immigration lawyer because danielle would like for him to get a visit visa a tourist visa to come visit in um canada canada uh, the u.s <laughs> new, york, new york new york specifically um whereas johan's like oh i'm very happy we're gonna have this happen because i would like to move there i would like to get my green card process going they're not on the same page at all going here also uh, Danielle brings their dog Gizmo with them to the lawyer and when Johan says why are you doing this she says because I don't want to leave him home alone spoiler alert Johan uh, Johan Gizmo pees on Danielle's lap yo this this immigration lawyer does not want you bring your damn dog in here and leave and leaving the office with a smell of dog urine in her office come on be a little more courteous than that yeah please and thank you uh, the lawyer basically says what everyone already knew which is a, do you want a immigrant visa or a non-immigrant visa? You need to be on the same page to do this. And that ultimately is the discussion we are left with here. Uh, Danielle feels like she doesn't want them to do the immigration visa because she feels like she's not even 100% that they're on the right page in the relationship together right now. To that, which I say, then why are you trying to have a child? Why are you well, even discussing having children at this point? Yeah, she's like, well, you know, the green card would require me to trust him and I'm not there with him yet. Like you, you realize that you married this man, right? Like why, why in the world would you marry this guy if you didn't feel enough trust to be able to take him to America? I think her fear is that she will like move to America with him and he will <laughs> mooch off of her and find some other woman to run off with when he gets to America, which I think is what the the whole trust thing boils down to yeah it's um 
more of the same. Then next week, they're trying to buy a car that might not have a battery in it. I think by the time we get to the end of the season with them, it's going to be like, why did we ever have them on the season? It was just such, it was so much nothing here because every segment we've gotten with them has been, has been that has been a lot of nothing. Exactly. Exactly. I just, here's my feeling on it. They needed fillers on this season because Julio and Kirsten did not pan out. Brandon and Mary, I don't think they anticipated it, but were supposed to be their poster for the season and are now clearly getting under-edited for reasons that you've highlighted. Shekinah and Sarper are almost stealing the show out of nowhere. And TJ and Kimberly, I thought were going to be a lot more fireworks, but they're just not there either. So they are filler at this point. This is one of those seasons where I've been enjoying it. I've been very vocal that I've been enjoying it, but I'm not going to lie to you. If this was still one hour and a half episodes, I would have melted away at this point. I mean, but I feel like if we had that, we would have, we would have more content, right? Because this Johan and Danielle thing was nothing. Of course, I think Mary and Brandon, I feel like for, from the beginning, they really shined in the beginning of the season. That's where we got the most fun with them. So I think just from that, it's worth them being on the show. And I think TJ and Kimberly are are really a good couple to be on the show because they bring not such drama. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of filler, especially since we had like Sarper and Sakina like coming in the middle of the season. We just got their airport greeting halfway through the season, which was weird. But but I do agree that there's been a lot of, of filler here, specifically with Johan Danielle, Kirsten and Julio. Um, I'm forgetting somebody, I'm sure. But we've just had a lot of nonsense. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that's really all we've got left at this point, it feels like. Yeah. So naturally, let's move on over to the final couple. Oh, by the way, Kenny Armando not on this episode. Next time on, they're going to talk oh, another filler. Yeah. Another filler couple. That's the other filler couple I forgot. Yeah, it's like at the very least for them, it's like, okay, they're they're the filler couple that I'm rooting for. Right. So exactly. that's fine. Um, what's it called? But that's it. That's really all we've got there from them. And then we've talked about our final couple here, and that is TJ and Kimberly. Now, TJ and Kimberly have been in a wasteland of a relationship the last like month that we've been watching them. Uh Kimberly's parents, her dad and stepmom, have visited um and and they are in India. Now they're going to have a conversation with TJ. They're all going to meet up together and get to the body to kind of soul search, figure out what's going on, kind of get on the same page here. And this conversation went about as bad as you could imagine. Well, I feel like Kimberly's sole mission for, for this meetup is to turn the tables on TJ. And that was it. She's like, you know, you had your family yelling at me. Now I'm going to come in here and my fans going to be on my side. I feel like that's what she came in here for. Like this was her, this was the purpose of this meetup for her. Like this should be about TJ meeting with the family. This should have been a very uh, harmonious meeting, a fun meeting right before the wedding, but she already ruined it by spilling to her parents about all the issues that they've been having. So this already coming in here was already destined to fail. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 this was this conversation was honestly a lot because from where I'm standing, Kimberly clearly wants to um, express that I do not want to sacrifice my individuality and who I am no matter what. And I feel like I need support in that. But also, I felt like she clearly had a like she her beef has been with Yash and has been with his mom. 
but she channeled all that energy towards TJ and TJ's meeting her family for the first time ever. And I feel like she put him in a horrible spot. Yeah, this is not a conversation that you have in front of family. This you ha- you get with the family meeting, you you know, it's all smiles, hugs and kisses, and then you take TJ to the side and yell at him like that. You don't do this in front of your family. That's never a good way to start a a relationship between your your significant other and your in-laws. And and no. their in-laws. And I felt like and that's the well, this is where I'll give TJ a little bit of credit where TJ was trying to actually have the conversation he's like you know when something isn't he's talking to her dad and he says when something's not working in her favor she's very blunt and that is a bit of a tough thing to deal with and she's like yeah well i didn't um you know i i'm not blunt i'm just being honest and then he tries to explain you know i did tell you that when we when you come here we're gonna you're gonna move in with my family so well i never wanted to move in with your family why did you come here yeah. Like, why did you get on the plane and move here? Because that's what was happening. You came here. You came here knowing that was going to happen. It feels like, like I think I said it last time I was on on this side of the ninety day fiance that she came here. I think expected to be kind of in the same house, quote unquote, but not really because she has her little ivory tower that she had TJ build. Um, and I think she kind of expected not to really interact with his family. But she came here and now that's kind of gone out the window. And I did like how they were when TJ shows up and dad's like, well, you know, it feels like she's not being accepted by your family. And TJ says, oh, no, that's quite the contrary. My family is very accepting. The only problem is that we're having this argument. And I kind of want to like balk at that because they're I think they're begrudgingly accepting. Right. Because. They're like, okay, fine, you can do that. But does she have to be so American about it when she's here? Like, <laughs> like it's as if she like when she gets up in the morning, she comes into the house blasting that song, like proud to be an American with all her, you know, holes in her jeans. So they they are begrudgingly accepting, which is honestly, you know, miles above any other accepting you've gotten from any of these other, like, you know, kind of families in this region. So that's interesting. I don't think they're, they ever really fully accepted Kim. They're just like, all right, we'll do this because that's what TJ wants. But gosh, she's a, she, and here's the problem with Kimberly. She comes into this, not even, I wouldn't say she's blind to the culture. She doesn't care about the culture. She wants to do things her way. She, in her, in her words, she wants her liberty and uh, freedom or whatever, but that's just not the way things work. And she does, she can't get that. I think that's the biggest thing. And that's the, the, for me, the most uncomfortable thing when I'm covering 90 day fiance is the fact that I'm all for one, having their individuality and their freedom and not having to conform in a position where they feel like it changes who they are. And that's not who they are. I understand all of that. However, I can't help but get irritated when, and, and here's the thing. TJ hasn't even dropped all the expectations that they have on her moving forward. She's not willing to take the stuff that's already kind of the quote easy stuff, which is the, uh, you know, maybe don't do this or that. There's so much more that's going to come in. And for me, I have no problem if you don't want to do any of this, but then know that the relationship's not going to work because he is at the very least said that we're going to be moving in with my parents. And that is something that has to happen. And obviously when you move in with, with a, a a whole household of parents, there's going to be rules that you're going to have to follow in that household. 
There simply is. And I understand not wanting to do that, but then you either have to make it clear that I will not do that or fine, I'll do that. And there's really no other where nowhere else to go, nowhere else to go unless you break up or TJ agrees and then doesn't do it either and comes yeah. with you wherever you're going next. So yeah, basically my TLDR on their situation is Kimberly, I hear you, but you also agreed to be in this. So if you're out, you're out. That's cool. TJ, you didn't explain things enough and you're not being clear enough. So you kind of have earned this on you because you are being a mess and not communicating clearly to all parties involved. And ultimately the episode ends with them. Uh, it's the next day. She text blasted him a bunch of stuff in her heated moment. And he basically said, uh, delete me from your existence. I'm making you sad. I don't want to make you sad. No more. Goodbye. To then she finally calls him and is basically begging for him to not to reconsider and not do yeah. this. I feel like I feel like this is even the first time that this has happened. Like they've gotten these types of fights before. And I think this time TJ called her bluff, right? So it, and then she's like, wait, you, you actually want to break up because of this? We we do this type of nonsense all the time. And now I feel like the ball's in her court where she's gonna have to relent if she wants this to happen. And TJ in a way, has put his foot down here. Yeah, it's interesting to me because this kind of reminds me a little bit of the Amanda and Rosvon situation where yeah. um, Amanda was like, cold shoulder, do this, do this, do this. And then Rosvon was like, I'm out. And she's like, oh my God, no, I didn't mean that. No, please. <laughs> and it feels like we're in the same spot here. Yeah, I thought we were just doing our little toxic back and forth. You took that seriously? I didn't really want to break up. Jeez. And, you know, when someone calls you on the carpet and it's like, all right, well, if you don't like this and then we're done, it's decision time. Are you going to relent and, and, and give up, you know, the things that you claim you want? Or are you going to just go your separate ways? Now, I thought it was interesting when uh, stepmom comes in. Uh, to the hotel room and she's like well and, you know she breaks down everything for for stepmom and stepmom's like well then i guess you know you're gonna have to tell them how you feel and and get back to you i was like what i was like mom no like tell her to get her get her butt home and end this now because this is gonna lead nowhere positive i don't see how you sit down with tj and kimberly at that lunch dinner see everything that went like you know went that went very severely left and be like okay yeah you guys are so ready to get married you guys have to get back together and get married i i don't see how you do that i don't either which means um they're going to be fine and it's all going to work out oh for sure so, because the whole thing was this episode started with uh kimberly saying that my parents want me to postpone the wedding and they didn't discuss postponing the wedding now my question is will they postpone the wedding I don't think they will. I think that she's going to come like back on her hands and knees to TJ and TJ is going to be like, all right. And they're going to get back together. And the wedding is going to go on. I, I threw throughout their whole storyline this season. I said, there's no way there's no wedding at the end. of this. There's definitely a wedding at the end of this, because I think that this kind of toxic nonsense is par for the course for them. I don't think this is even anything out of the realm of, normal for them and that this is just going to go the way it normally goes and they're going to get married and they're going to be doing this for probably two to three years until eventually they do divorce well cannot wait to not see that on my screen i really hope so i really really hope so so we'll see 
Happily, uh, nine day fiance, happily ever after. TJ and Kim coming up on your on your screens. Boo, 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 Jason, boo. <laughs> um, okay, no, we already have Jenny and submit. We can't have younger Jenny and submit. No, I I love Jenny and submit. Keep them coming. I'm yeah. fine to see them again. That's maybe that was the plan the whole time. They've given me so many couples that I do. I'm terrified to see again because I have nothing for them. And it's made me want to see Jenny and Sumit again. I'm it's like, like, this is the alternative. This is what you want. Like, no, no, no. Give me Jenny Sumit back, please. Give me Jenny Give me, I'll, I'll, I'll take, take it again. Them. Please, please. I beg. I'll take angry Sumit mother any day of the week over TJ and Kimberly. Yeah. So anyway, that's where we are with everything, Jason. Thank you so much for coming on here. Do appreciate you. Let the people know where can they find you and what other things you have going on at the moment. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. J-A-Y-R-1-0-8-5. As far as podcasts, I've had a few things uh, very recently uh, just wrapped up winning time with Grace Leader over on Post Show Recast. And what we found out right before we recorded was the series finale, not the season finale. So that's interesting. Go check that out. Um, I was also on Nothing But Netflix with Rob and Chappelle talking about the uh, movie Love at First Sight. Uh, so check that out. Coming up, I will be uh, back on Post Show Recast talking Loki with Sasha Joseph. Also talking Married at First Sight with Asia Welch. So that's where you can find me and all the things that I am doing. Thank you so much, Jason, for coming on. Not for this show only, but also the uh, before the 90 days this week. It truly has been a delight. Yeah, I'm sure people are like, when they, when they heard me on this, one, like, either, oh, great, more Jason, or, oh, great, more Jason. <laughs> yeah. Whichever side of the fence you fall on, I appreciate you listening. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate y'all listening as well. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Puya. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where I am when I'm not podcasting. So come through and say hi. I would appreciate it. And of course, if you'd like to leave a rating and review for this podcast, you can always do so over on robinswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. For now, we have arrived at our destination here on the Hot Mess Express. We hope you had fun with us. I'll be back next week to talk about the first part of the tell all for before the 90 days. And whatever the other way is going to throw my way in the 42 minutes that they do. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. How many days are you going to wait before you tie the knot?